My name is Ty Wilson. I've been a musician for the better part of 20 years. Over that time, I have written, covered, and performed in almost every genre, from heavy metal to alt-rock to country music. I've met some amazing people along the way, and today, we're going to talk to one of them. This is Ty Wilson Talks. How's it going, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Ty Wilson Talks podcast. A couple things before we get into the episode today. Uh, this week, so August 5th, I will be at Finn McCool's in Oshawa, Ontario from 7 p.m. till 11 p.m. Uh, and then on Saturday, August 7th, I will be at Arthur's Pub in Coburg from 8 to 10 p.m. So if you feel like coming out uh, and have a listen to some tunes, a drink, some good food, uh, make sure to come on out and say hi while you're there. Um, now on to the main event here. So today I had a great talk with, uh, Jesse Slack, who is an amazing country musician from, uh, my hometown of Peterborough. Um, he's done some pretty awesome stuff over the last year and we get into all that, uh, in the episode. So he actually just won the wild card spot for the boots and hearts competition. Um, he's written a couple tracks with Robin Adelini. Uh, the dude's just done a lot of awesome stuff. So he's a great songwriter. I think you'll enjoy the conversation. Um, and yeah, so without further ado, here is Jesse Slack. You uh were you playing today, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I did uh I did rolling great today. It was it was a nice. good time. Super windy. I was it didn't get rained on or how was the sound? <laughs> no no rain. Uh just, you know, fighting off fighting off the wind and you know that's about it. It was it was good. Yeah, that's all you can all you can do over there. It's uh it's difficult uh, sometimes like i know i was using like rocks to hold down my sheets or or whatever i don't know if you use an ipad or not or not but i, I was doing a songbook i had the rock the rocks on the sheets and you know john's always good john's like do you need weights do you need this and i'm like yeah. no man I'm, I'm good i'm i'm good man yeah i ended up just uh just getting some of those like home hardware like the heavy duty clips and just clipping all the fucking sides in my book and going down oh yeah yeah i wish i used to book i'm old school i just i'm a paper on the ground kind of guy that's uh, yeah i mean uh, whatever works right if you can read it from down there i don't feel like my eyes are good enough that i can uh you know stare at my feet and and see see whatever's going on i gotta have it right in front of me or else i'm kind of screwed yeah yeah i get it man it's it was it's tough getting back into it too with covid you know so it's honestly man like my last I think my first two gigs, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I, I like, fuck, I'm rusty. Uh, it, it was, it was, I just felt off. And then finally, I feel like I'm not getting back into the swing of things. But those first couple were, were difficult. They were, they were, they were a struggle. Oh, 100%. I, I, I kick my own ass because I'm like, I had all this time. I, I used the whole pandemic just to, like, work on my songwriting craft. And, right. I'm like fuck, dude. Like I, I wish I practiced more of the songs. But you, you went in, into the pandemic going, "I'll call." I, I know all these songs, and then now it's like you got gigs. I'm like, whoa. 
whoa, I need to practice these. Yeah. How the hell did I play this again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. So so you've been writing a ton um, through the Tons. pandemics I've seen. So uh, yeah, tell me a bit about that. Like, how's that? How's that been going for you? It's been good. I've always I've always been a very active songwriter, and um, uh, yeah, like you know, as you know, um, but. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where I was writing a lot before the pandemic. Um, I lost my job. I'm like, I'm going into music full time, and I'm, I'm gonna make something happen. Um, so I was like, I'll write during the day. I'll play during the night. Um, you know, I'm gonna make something happen. Uh, and then COVID hit. I was like, all right, I lost about fifty gigs. I'm like. Yeah. So what else was there to do? This magical invention that we're on right now appeared out of nowhere called Zoom. And it's honestly, well, we're on it right now. It's the way of the world. Like, I was, Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's brought everybody a lot closer, become more mainstream to be able to do this and have a conversation and have it not be, you know, super weird or disconjointed. It's, it's pretty fluid technology, so. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, um... Yesterday I wrote, uh, well I didn't write it all yesterday, but the day before we wrote with uh, a girl from BC where we've written with her when she's been in LA. And then last week I wrote with someone in Germany. Like it's, oh, nice. it's awesome because your reach is um, a lot farther than it was before and people are more open to writing on Zoom. Yeah, I think once you get through that initial hurdle of like, how is this going to fucking work? Like, is it, are they going to hear my guitar okay? Are they going to hear my voice okay? Is something going to be super loud? And once you get kind of through the technical difficulty stage, it's like, it's fucking easy. It's great. A hundred percent. And um, things are affordable. Like it's, it's affordable to get a, a decent interface and a condenser mic. So, you know, it's bearable for everybody in yeah. the writing room. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I love writing in person and I'm glad that we're getting back to that. Like, I'm starting to book trips back down to Nashville. But, um, but yeah, like, Zoom saved me. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, it really did. No, that's, that's amazing, man. I know it, uh, it helped me too with my, like, because I couldn't play shows either. You know, we were all stuck in that and I'm like, well, fuck, I want to do something. And so I did a couple like the Facebook lives and shit. And, yeah. and then I hadn't really been writing much and, uh, and then some people were contacting me like, well, let's just hop on a Zoom call and write. And, and now I find myself doing it, you know, a couple times a week. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah, for sure. Can you believe that we used to use Skype? Like, <laughs> yeah. now you use Skype, you're like, what is this garbage? You, you can't see people? Man, what happened to Skype? They just died. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, everybody, Zoom is now the uh, the term. Zoom, FaceTime whatever messenger face call i don't know what that one's called but uh yeah it's uh just completely gone now it's, yeah it's, i'm a huge good news i'm a huge google meets advocate i'm yes. like the biggest google meets guy um yeah. but yeah yeah zoom is nice and easy for for me recording but i've gone through like i've used discord for rights i've used google meets for rights i've used zoom for rights and uh and they all are, are basically the same kind of thing just zoom has that really nice easy feature of like hit the record button and away we go it'll it'll splice up the audio for me and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh with your writing and all that kind of stuff um what 
what started you as a songwriter like way back in the day like what what did you used to listen to what are your earliest memories of music and all that kind of stuff like what you were what got back, you into it? back when i like when i was a young kid i always dreamed of being a country singer like um i remember singing karaoke um my mom had this cheap karaoke machine and she would take us to like karaoke bars underage and stuff um but as i started to learn guitar my um my biggest influence when I was young was Neil Young and and I think I realized that like I like Neil Young so much because um of his songwriting as well as you know him just being like that familiar folk sound that you kind of just always had playing um especially in my house um so then you know, I started playing guitar. As soon as you learn a little bit about guitar, or at least what it was like for me, I'm like, okay, I want to write songs. So I remember writing songs and then writing rock songs and um, then writing country eventually. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I just always, it was just in me. You know, it's not like something that was like, oh, I met a songwriter and that was... Right, that was, that was it? Yeah, I always wrote things and I was never a good English student or writer. Like, I'm more of a, a melody guy than anything. Like, just always have those tunes playing in the back of your mind. I always, uh, I always loved writing songs because it was shorter than an essay or a book or a story or something like that. So I didn't have to, <laughs> I didn't have to focus so hard on on the words aspect of it. It's like if I can just get through these two verses and a bridge and a chorus, and I'm good. A hundred percent. And you don't have to be grammatically correct. Like you listen to, I listen to so much stuff, and I'm like, wow, they never passed an English test. <laughs> Yeah, I made up my own words. <laughs> Half like, time. dude, when I went into school, like, I think I was so, when I went into high school, I think I was so um, just not attentive that the teacher, like, I was in, like, the dumb kid's English class. Like, thinking back at it now, I remember being in that um, in grade nine and then uh, being in that class and them being like, you shouldn't be here. And then taking like academic English the next year, um, but I think it was because I was just so focused on not being involved in writing essays and reading books. I I read more now than I've ever read, but I remember not reading a book until I got to high school. Like, I feel like I audio read now. Like I I don't read front to back books, um, but uh, I, I I drive most of my day for work, so like. I've, I think I've gone through like 30 books this year from audio, like Audible. Oh, audiobooks, and then like you probably listen to tons of podcasts and stuff too. I love podcasts. Yeah, that's what got me uh, kind of into this. I was listening yeah. for the last like five years, and and I was like, yeah, fuck, like, you know. Yeah, totally. Let's throw it together. Let's do it. Totally, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, I know from my like my background myself, I started in like you know I was a screamer and a like emo band in high school and then i went to like hard rock and then i went to country and then i went to the kind of like the adult contemporary pop world and now i'm back to country again and so like i, don't know, I felt like i i had kind of gone everywhere and done lots of stuff so that i could connect with you know guys like yourself or, or yeah. other artists in the area that uh, 
that had good stories and, and could talk about the craft of songwriting and everything. And now you're going to be trying to look like Bob Seger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, that's uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, that's a really cool gig that uh, kind of it fell into my lap, uh, but I've been working on for uh, the last year or so. But you know, COVID kind of fucks everything up and getting together. But finally got the uh, the the year hired. Um, you know, man, what a good band too. I remember. I think their last singer was Kevin. Um, I can't remember yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his last name either, but yeah, um, Kevin, and they were great. They're huge, you know, 10-piece, just yeah. killer band. Yeah, man, what a, what a sweet band to be a part of, dude. Yeah, I uh, honestly, like, in, in practice and rehearsals and that stuff, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, these guys are all fucking just hardcore amazing musicians, and so it's just, I'm trying to soak it all in and and really respect you know where i am and what i'm a part of and all that kind of stuff so it's it's been especially with with a tribute band like you see some of these tribute bands and you're like man they sound so close to the original that blows your mind yeah and uh and bob's whole you know catalog is just like hit after hit after hit after hit and it's so really fucking difficult to say i don't think i've ever ever heard of bob seeger so no i'm just joking (laughs) yeah it's like it's one of those bands you know foreigners the same thing you're like what songs do they sing oh right all of those ones that i've heard a million times in the wolf i was talking to uh a uh girl at um rolling grape today and she had this like super stellar uh, pink tattoo mm-hmm. on her leg, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! I need to tell my wife that you have that." Because I watched the pink documentary, and I, I didn't. Re- I was just gonna ask. I didn't realize how many pink songs were like hits that were just in the back of my mind. Where I'm, I probably knew it was pink the whole time, but yeah. And you're like, "Holy shit, that's pink!" Like, I love that song so. Yeah. I think what was cooler for me in that documentary was like how loyal she was to all of her stage, like all of her, um, everybody that works on the project with her and they've been with her for like 12 years and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It brings her family around with her and everything. Man, she's the cool, I left that, like Katie turned that documentary off and I said, I need to write a song for Pink. I need to work with Pink. Like she is the coolest. She's so cool. Yeah, and just, like to be able to do all those acrobatics and sing at the same time, you know, she's actually singing, and uh, it's just it's unreal. It's unreal. You're like, well, shit. I guess I, I ain't nothing right now. <laughs> the biggest thing I took out of that documentary was like just pure determination. Like if you are determined to do something, you can make it happen, and yeah. that was really what I took out of that. Yeah, man, she's she's, uh, she's such a badass. Um, fuck yeah, yeah. What a great documentary what else have you watched any other ones like did you see the uh, Kings of Leon there's a couple Kings of Leon ones I haven't there. seen that um, we watched uh, the Demi Lovato one which was pretty wild okay. I, I didn't really know a lot about her um, it was all like a YouTube thing right um, I'm trying to think of some of the newer ones like um, been the, the latest documentary I watched was how to be a tyrant have you oh, seen that? No, I haven't seen it, but I've, I've been meaning to watch it. Super, it's crazy how, like, um, you know, guys like Hitler and, like, right. um, Stalin and stuff, like, you know, gain power. But if you, like, it was almost like, this is what you need to do, a playbook. And I'm like, man, you just put that, some of those tactics into real life with anything. Yeah. 
and you can make things happen, but That's, the evil way. <laughs> exactly. As long as you're, you know, you got a good heart and that stuff. I've been really realizing lately that um, the energy, you need to put the energy into the things that you really care about and are passionate about. And generally, especially nowadays with stuff like, you know, with the internet and stuff like Zoom, you can make so much work not living in a major hub. Like I know for my last, like, ep and record i had to be in toronto i was songwriting in liberty village like i was in the camp and and it was all uh work that you had to be there for now it's like like we were talking about with zoom you can write you know someone from nashville or vancouver like wherever and and uh and it's not nearly as crucial for you to be like right there on site and, and oh yeah yeah 100 percent. like yeah this world this world has definitely changed for for the better for the better and i, I don't think I don't think we're ever going back. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of um, a lot of businesses and stuff. Yeah. Record labels. Like, what's does Nashville need Music Row anymore? Right. Probably not. They can probably sit in their office at home and have meetings just like we're having right now. You know, like. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm. I've I've really been thinking about it more and more lately, and it's like the the, the record label is becoming what seems to be like more and more obsolete we can do so much ourselves you know maybe touring is is the one hard thing to to really book for yourself but uh and then having the money to record but there's so many options now for you to like get all get your content to to fans that it's, it's i think you i think you'll still see record labels because like you know as a creative person there's a lot of business stuff that like you know those crazy creative people they just don't have the time to figure out or they just they're not good with that like I, I still think but maybe when I say record labels you'll have like those um, management yeah. or like producers like uh, I write for Robin Ottolini and before she got signed to Warner her management basically ran as a record label like yeah her uh, her managers, her producer um, manager, he booked shows for her. He did like almost everything for her. It was just incredible. That's amazing. And how did you get uh, hooked up with her? You know, uh, if anybody doesn't know, Robin Adelini has a little song called F One Fifty that you know did okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only I think it's only like fifteen million streams on Spotify. Yeah, it, it, you know, it did all right. It's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, it's one of those things where, um, it's like, it's like anything, uh, um, her, uh, we would run into each other at industry events, uh, we'd always like joke around with each other and like make fun of each other and stuff, uh, which was, which was good. And then we finally said, well, let's write. And we started writing and then, um, she was telling me about this crazy app and I'm like, Oh, what is it? She said, it's called TikTok, and I've got like 4,000 followers. Like you should get on it. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, like it was not even a month later, she blew up on TikTok and was getting all these like, um, offers from record labels and yeah. yeah. It's almost the way you got to do it now, man. Like they, they don't even, they don't really give a shit about you unless you've got like, here's your base following of so many people and and here's the audience that you're already going to bring so it's like it's easy money for them to throw in yeah yeah and like even with what she's got going on she's still like one of my 
um, good pals and one of my like most trusted music industry compadres, I guess I'll call it, or like, you know, it's, I'm honored to be part of it, but it's, um, we were buds before, yeah. not before TikTok, but before she got big on TikTok, so. And you have, I think, two cuts on her next, or on the EP that she yeah. released or releasing. Yeah, um, it came out uh, a few weeks ago. Um, tell you everything and hold you back, or hold right. me back. And tell you everything. I think was the first single or focus track, first, whatever they call them. First single <laughs> off, uh, yeah, off of her EP, and um, yeah, so super exciting, exciting for. They're my first uh, U.S. major label cuts, so. Right. Oh, congratulations, man. That's you know, it's a huge deal for for anybody. It's it's that's awesome. Yeah, it's I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. And, yeah. Um, I know Robin's pumped. She's playing the Calgary Stampede tonight, and she's like, "I'm gonna kick ass." I'm like, "You always kick ass, girl." Yeah. So <laughs> that's amazing. You know, it's dream come true right there for Canadian, for sure. Yeah. And then you know, next dream come true for Canadian is playing the Boots and Heart stage, which you uh, are are going to be. You got the wild card. Yeah, spot. yeah. Um, I'm super excited to be part of that. And dude, I've been trying to get in that thing for like fucking forever yeah yeah and even like i the wild card spot i'm super jacked about so we're we're uh just rehearsing lots now and and trying to kick ass yeah man it's it's like full steam ahead now that covid's starting to die down everything's like it's (laughs) crazy to think like we're going to get to play in front of people on a big yeah it's not just playing cars i played for i played my first driving show last friday right for the rec laws and i was like kind of nervous anxiety um but it was badass i'm kind of kicked myself for not like trying to play more but hopefully i don't have to play more like there's just Yeah. (laughs) yeah it's still one of those things where it's like I want people to reach out. Yeah. Did they mock like, fuck with you? Me to take their beer and drink it and go. Yeah. Pay ten dollars for that. It's mine. Um, no. See, that was one thing. Is like I was like getting jacked, and I'm like, never played one of these before. Like, are you guys gonna honk? And like, everybody's outside of their cars, so there was like three honks, and I'm like, that's it. You know. But it it is weird, I guess. Like people were saying, like, oh, they're just honking, and you expect people to be cheering. And but there was great energy. I was I was shocked. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I uh, I was looking at that, or I've looked at all these all those types of things, and I'm like, what a great idea to to try and at least get some sort of live music or people on stage out there while this is all going on. Dude, you know what? Like, uh, the greatest idea I feel for the promoters and stuff, mm-hmm. and like, you you give them credit because they're trying, they're trying to make it's something hard. work, yeah. but I just haven't seen any that you're like, like you see... Remember when COVID first happened and you'd see like pictures of like what's going on in Europe and it was like basically like the whole Havelock Jamboree field with cars. Yeah. And you're like, that's just not going to happen here. Like, 
I don't know, man. I just don't see like Canadians being like, yeah, let's do that, you know? But one thing I'm starting to notice is uh, I think as shows come back, you're going to start to see like more people coming out because, you know, people take stuff for granted, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I I definitely did. I know, I think we all did. And, And now it's like, you f- I feel like I'm bothering like if I walk into a restaurant it's like shit is this okay like am I okay to do this is this you know mask on I know but it's yeah. such a weird dynamic how did, how did we take being able to walk into a restaurant for granted now you feel privileged you're like can I be in here I'm gonna go eat out like I'm gonna go fucking sit somewhere and eat can I just sit on this stool for a second or is Doug Ford gonna crash through the wall and like take it you know that's it man and i know like for for us or for performers there's so many venues that we're trying to like figure out loopholes or way to get us to be able to play but you had to have the massive screen in front of you or you had to like i know i use just like a two by three piece of plexiglass and i just like clamp that to my music stand and had it in front of me trying to (laughs) really man i i didn't have to do any of that stuff and i would i don't know if i would do it it was uh it was it was surreal but it was i feel like it was the easiest way to do it i know a, a bunch of other artists like built actual stands yeah. with these huge pieces of plexiglass i'm like that's a lot of fucking effort for me i'm just gonna, <laughs> do, I'm just gonna do this to see if it works especially when you're playing for like 40 people and the venue's like well i can pay you 30 dollars on a meal and you're like yeah. what yeah, i spent 30 bucks on the piece of plexiglass, <laughs> man like all right <laughs> so i'm down money now but I got food. Mm. You know what will be so badass is when we're like 60 and we're yeah. talking to our grandkids and we're like, oh, you know, we used to have to play this during the crazy pandemic. And like, you don't even know what we yeah. had to do back in Look at this show. We had people pull up in cars to watch us. They'll be like, what's a car, Grandpa? Tell us more. <laughs> there's gonna be holograms of like days and it's like this is what's going on with us why didn't you just put your vr headset on and go to the concert like we all do you lived in reality grandpa that doesn't exist anymore yeah exactly i have one of those vr headsets it's a life changer oh yeah i have i haven't used one yet but i hear they're pretty they're pretty badass or at least sorry i shouldn't say that i used to work at best buy like five years ago when they first came out and they were super rudimentary like I, you know, you'd be on a roller coaster and you'd almost get sick just sitting there because it was fucking going all over the place. But I think yeah, I have that come, one. Yeah, <laughs> they've come leaps, uh, leaps and bounds from now. Where you're sitting there and you're like, holy crap! Like you feel like you're getting jerked around yeah. with all your placebo. But yeah. man, I think, I think the best one that came out was the Google Box. I don't know if you remember that, but it was legitimately a cardboard box that you just put your phone in, and you could put the VR games in. I'm like, man, Google. They just made a box. Yeah. <laughs> it was like box. 300 fucking dollars or something. You're like, why would anybody buy that? <laughs> it's literally just a cardboard box. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Mean, people do weird shit for whatever. To make a buck. To make a buck. That's it. So were your mom and dad into country music? Like, is that what you grew up on? Or was it like something you came into? Or like, how did that start? Uh, that's a good question. I like that question because um, this is so funny. Uh, so my 
my mom was like full out country like right. uh, Martina McBride um, Dolly Parton yeah. um, you know like the, the good stuff um, and my dad was like weird like my uncle said I never thought I would hear your dad play anything except for Here We Go Again by or here yeah by White Snake and then he loved like rock set and but then on like the flip side he was like a huge uh, Bonnie Raitt um, and like Kim Mitchell I think he had every Kim Mitchell record so classic right there I don't know like he was more of a uh, a wolf 101.5 kind of guy yeah. um, but yeah so it's funny I feel like a lot of young people grew up and they're like oh country's not cool but then I remember going to college and being the only country guy in uh, in the music industry arts at Fanshawe and people being like oh that's kind of weird and now so many of my um, friends that I went to college with are like doing sound for a country guy or yeah. um, you know and country's cool now country's cool again now man yeah. you want to have a beer or listen to country music in the summertime exactly you know? I was country before country was cool you know so there you go but yeah uh, so yeah yeah, that's, that's awesome i i came very similar my my mother and like my grandmother and, and all that side of the family were all country you know garth and and jody messina and yeah dolly parton johnny cash merle haggard etc etc uh and then my dad was like midnight oil boston sticks acdc you know, yeah. all those amazing rock bands and so he'd like squirrel me away and be like okay you're gonna listen to this right now and you're not gonna tell your mother that i'm showing you this and dude it's the best the best of both worlds though because now you like that's why you can do the bob seger show yeah man that's it's why i've played i feel like i've basically played or have an appreciation for almost every type of music because yeah, I, yeah. I love it all it's it's uh it's you know i i have an appreciation for for everything from blues to rap to country to you know all that kind yeah of stuff. there's only two types there's good music and bad music right so that's, that's it that's it if you're, <laughs> if you're a real musician you should be able to pick you know the good stuff out of all music and uh, and go from there i've always well, that, or at least have an appreciation for it and especially as a songwriter like i study um like i always i'll i'll lay in bed and i'll study a different record and i'll study different different artists and all different genres of music because you can pull different influences from any genre it's yeah yeah exactly and especially like you know nowadays even rock and country are fairly interchangeable you know add banjo add uh you know steel guitar and and you could go either way with it but uh pop is kind of coming into that realm too uh like a lot of metal music and pop music funnily enough has like the same type of breakdown structure so like oh. it's any of the big organ synths you can turn into a metal song just by adding you know hard a hard electric guitar in there and, and and vice versa so it's i don't know it's pretty cool to be able to see the how they interchange and how they how they work together and being able to write songs uh, you know at the end of the day it's just like it's just math and formulas and yeah you know so make it sound good yeah so tell me what is one song that is so i'm not i'm not asking your favorite song what is one song that is the most emotionally impacting to you 
like oh, ones that you think of that that just like hits you and you're just like fuck yes this is this is amazing i would say like the one uh song that's most uh impacted me emotionally throughout my whole life would be um the eagles take to the limit or actually no sorry new kid in town okay i think Maybe take it to the limit emotionally, new kid in town, musically. Um, because, like, emotionally, take it to the limit. I just, I love the song. I love the songwriting. I love the message. It was my wedding song. Oh, um, Yeah, we, my wife's a huge Eagles fan, too. She's in love with Joe Walsh. So if Joe Walsh ever listens to this, yeah. um, just so, you know, my wife loves you, Joe Walsh. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, no, like musically, New Kid in Town, because it's, uh, you know, it starts in a major, um, and then it's got that minor thing. Like, it's just like it. It's, it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. It's, it's got it's, a roller coaster. Yeah. And that story, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, Eagles, the Eagles, they had it right. They didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. There was, there was something there, you know, just that that perfect country rock Americana mixture that uh, yeah it's timeless Just it's now, now that I'm expecting a child though I can't listen to any like parenting songs <laughs> without getting like choked up right like, I was gonna say congratulations on that to you and Katie on that thanks man we're super pumped and like I said it, it gets you emotional when you never ever thought you could be emotional and uh, especially with that stuff like I listened to the George Strait uh the best day and it was like dad this could be the best day of my life and i'm like oh that's so cool dad takes the kids fishing and then when your dad like it's funny i was playing a gig today and you see two kids and like they they're just pumped and they're like you know dancing and saying along i'm like man this is the best day for those kids like you want to make those memories can't wait right yeah so you get super emotional with that stuff and at least i do it's not a bad thing, man. You're going to be a good dad. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Hopefully you better really? than my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, no comment on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this isn't the wrong podcast. Let's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Jake, Jake seemed to turn it all right, too. So. <laughs> yeah, Jake's good. Jake's good, too. Good, good, man. Well, I think that both of you are awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on with me today, man. This was a, a fun chat, and... Uh, I can't wait to see uh, what's going on with you next, and I hope everything goes well with the Boots and Hearts thing. And, and thank you so much. And fucking let's get together right soon. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I wish you all the best with this podcast. I think I think it's good. It's good to have um, just regular conversation with musicians that's not just all about, you know, um, talk about your latest single. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I didn't want, right? Like, I, I got a couple questions I'll interject in there, but mostly, like, I just want a conversation. I think it's really cool, and I think people want to know about songwriting and about the structure of it and about, you know, influences and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, that's what I'm trying to hit on. Hell, yeah. Well, you did a good job, buddy. And thanks for having me. Well, thanks a lot. Have a good night, eh? We'll talk soon. Yes, you too. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. I appreciate you listening today. If you could please do me one more favor, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and write me a review or subscribe to the podcast there. It is so much appreciated and it helps me out tremendously. You can also check out all of my socials 
at Ty Wilson Music. That's Insta, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Ty Wilson Talks.